Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to reevaluate everything you've been taught and get ready to launch your mind into an entirely new reality. If you've always felt there had to be more to life, more to existence, then you're listening to the right podcast. Get comfortable, pour yourself a drink, sit back, and let your host, Adam R. Walton, expand your horizons. This is going to be good. This is going to be fun. This is going to be mind-bending. Time to think. And here we go. Welcome back to the Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Took a bit of a break. Uh, again, I, I, I addressed it sort of uh, in the last episode. It was just the end of summer. School was starting. The kids were going back to school. Everything was sort of all wrapping up. Green Bay Packers, I did talk about. They're the, uh, the only undefeated team in the NFL right now this season. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, and in keeping with that, I have with me today a rock star of a guest, a good friend of mine, an individual who, I don't know, I don't know how to put it. We crossed paths our entire mid-lives. So after school, like around high school era time, sort of dancing around, and the two of us now are both, you know, close to 40 or in our 40s. It really all depends on what calendar we're looking at. But it's an interesting story to be able to say that you've known of, known and partied with, associated with, have friends with this individual, and you've just crisscrossed and never, you know, never done more than, than, than you know, a handshake or a shot with a guy. Uh, but in multiple cities at multiple times, three cities that I can count, uh, Edmonton, Ottawa, and Montreal. And, and, and by, no, by no direct connection. So when, you, when, we talk about, when we talk about how things are simply kismet and things just generally line up, it's really cool. It's really cool for me today to introduce my guest, Mr. 73, Randy Spencer, of the 2003 draft class Edmonton Eskimos. Um, to those of you who are not in Canada listening to this, that is the Canadian Football League, uh, and that's the Edmonton Eskimos. Randy Spencer, how are you today, buddy? I'm great. I'm great. Uh, um, yeah, you got it almost right. <laughs> almost. 76. Oh, jumping. I got it off by, by well, you know, and that just goes three, along with My lucky number. <laughs> right I, and the yeah. funny thing is i'm like no no that's that's what it is I, and i'm and i'm you seeing just and I'm, wish i was born in 73 that's why you keep telling me i'm older well i think you are older than me maybe by a minute or two but you know i'm gonna tell yeah you. i accept that <laughs> it's good so i mean a lot of people will probably want to talk about you know what uh what it was like to to actually i don't think i don't know if they want to talk about it but i mean there's there's definitely an interest in in what it was like to be on the field with thousands of people staring at you, you know, uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's not often that, that people can, can live that, you know, there's, there's, there's times obviously, but the average Joe is never going to experience, you know, you, you've got, you've got CFL ring. So you were in the biggest game Canada has to offer and you had all eyes on you, an entire country watching you in the stands and at home. Uh, what's that like? Um, it was awesome because it's, it's kind of a weird experience because you're not really thinking it's as big as people, you know, make it out to be at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, especially going through coming up from the States, you know, uh, there were some games that were same size, like uh, playing in Arkansas. It was about uh, 60, 62,000 people at that game for me. And you're so focused on the game that you really don't, you're, you're taught not to pay attention to everything outside. But uh, it, you, once you get to the pro level, you kind of get to soak it in and kind of enjoy it for the first time. You know, face the crowd, talk to them. Because those are the things when you're in college that if you did that, if you, you're not even allowed to look in the crowd <laughs> as a university player because you're not paying attention to the game. And then you go to the pro and you're, you're whipping a towel around trying to get the crowd going with you. So, um, yeah, it was surreal because, um, yeah, it's a culmination of all the work that you've put together for how many ever years since you made that decision that you were going to do something like that. And you're there and you're just enjoying it. And I think, I think too, to the people that are used to listening to this show, I mean, we're not a sports show, obviously. Um, and, and, and don't worry, everybody, we are going to get to some pretty impressive mindset uh, shifts and things that have gone on. And, and, and Randy is, uh, he, he's blown me away uh, on, on a lot of things. And, and not like, wow, I can't believe you did that. It's just, it's so much fun to watch somebody literally attain everything their entire life has, has been geared towards. And I think that, you know, you could easily say that, you know, your first Super Bowl ring or not <laughs> Super Bowl, that would be nice too. But your first, yeah. C- your first Grey Cup, your first CFL championship was since you're a kid, your whole life is, you know, get on the field, play football, aspire, grow, next league, next league, next league, you know, championship, right? Yeah. So for you to, to win, I mean, that's it. Like you, you're at the, you're at the top echelon. Yeah. In the country definitely. of Canada. And that's, I think, I think that that's neat. And, and, and so when we think about that, when we think about, you know, a whole life led and how old were you when you won your first Super Bowl or Grey Cup? Uh, let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's see, 24, let me see. <laughs> what year is it? Uh, how old were you? That's old. Yeah, I was 24. Yeah. I'd probably be 24. You know, what's funny about, it's funny about 24 is, when you're 24 and 25, you're like, I've got it figured out. <laughs> I know <laughs> what I'm doing. And I remember, yeah. too, I remember my youth personally. I remember thinking like, you know, as I'm growing up, don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what to do. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. And as I sit here now about to be 40 years old, I'm like, could somebody please tell me what's going on? <laughs> can I, can <laughs> I please have a little bit of help? So yeah. It is kind of neat, you know, like you, like your, your life and at 24, you're like, man, this is it. Like I've arrived, you know, it, it doesn't, <laughs> we don't think, you know, well, what happens at 35 and you're still a kid at 35. You're still, you're, and you don't even realize, uh, the horrible, well, it's not horrible, but, uh, you don't realize the curse that you've put yourself into at the time mm-hmm. that, okay. I didn't, uh, look towards what happens after I reach my, my end goal. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, now that's that's huge because that's what this podcast is all about. What happened? What did you do after you like where did you go? What like your mind and, and how you did it all? I know, you know, you had again, like I, I mentioned the three cities and we 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 ran course uh, in, in Montreal and Edmonton and and in Ottawa. Both of us had grown up in Ottawa. Yeah. Um and, and you got traded to the, the, the Montreal Alouettes, another team in the CFL. 
Uh, and that's where your career, uh, you retired in Montreal. Yeah. So now you've, you've got your, you've got your rings, you've got your championships. Um, you've got your memories, you've got your stories. Um, where did you go mentally? What happened after this? Well, you know, mentally you're, you're telling yourself, okay, first I, I finished due to injury uh-huh. and that in itself was, um, you know, tumultuous cause it's like, do I want to injure myself further than I am right now? And what does that look like to continue playing? Um, I had three surgeries that off season and I kind of beat myself over it uh, mentally sometimes to say, I could have, you know, rehabbed all the way and really put another year into rehabbing and got back into the CFL and played another five, six years. But, um, I don't, it just wasn't uh, mentally what I was, uh, you know, attuned to doing. Um, I started a family, so I said, well, you know, I want to be, I told, I told myself, I want to be able to hold my kids up in the air if uh, I have them. And three, three shoulder surgeries at this time now, I'm saying that's kind of a question mark if I go any further. So that was the first thing that I looked at. So, um, yeah, I got married about 2009. Um, and that was a year after I was retired. Yeah. So that was the first thing. Um, so you went from, you went from being on the field and having a good go at it to, to questioning your, where you're going to go next to, to, to transitioning sort of into marriage, which is, yeah. That's that's another championship right there. <laughs> Some of us will never aspire to, you know, but it's a it's that's a big deal. That's that's huge. So, do you think that do you think that getting married um, took away the edge of returning to the game? It definitely does change. Like they they always like, and it's it's you kind of question if it's the stigma that every guy has been told while they're playing is don't get married, don't get to that next level because you'll lose your edge. But you do lose your edge, right? You start, it's not even, you start thinking of things differently, um, you know, life goals and so on and what's important to you. So you're not thinking the same way that you are gutturally uh, growing up, you know, without any other cares in the world. You have to care about more than yourself. Um, And once you're, it's not even responsible for another life, but you share with another life, then it's not just you out there. Um, it's shared with somebody else. And there's two ways that, that that can be looked at. I mean, there's a ton of people out there like, I can't believe I got married. And, and I mean, you and I, we grew up in a time where these idiots were getting married like way early in their 20s. 20s oh, 20s. gosh. And you can look at these people, both you and I can easily say, and we're talking about the same people like in the same hometown, yeah. that, that, that you look at them and you're like, you don't even know who you are. What are you doing getting married? You know? Okay. But, On the East Coast, we grew up no, like – it was insane if you got married early, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? It's like, you get a job, you get a proper house, blah, blah, blah. Like there was a formula on the East coast. And when I got to Utah of all places, Mormon life, mm-hmm. there was, you know, players on the football team at 18, 19, 20 that already had two kids and were married, That's which insane. was insane to me. I was like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And now some of them are, you know, the best family men I know, and they got seven kids, <laughs> uh, which is insane to me also. But uh, it's just like you, 
you don't even know yourself and you're just fighting through that while taking care of all these other little lives. Well, and naturally that, that normally leads to a divorce that normally leads to like, I'm trying to find normally, myself yeah. and yeah. I get, and I get angry and I get frustrated and I, I don't want to deal with you and I've got my own shit. I got to worry about, you know? Yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, I say that because it's, it's, that's one way that a lot of people can look at it. You know, it's like, you know, when you're partnering up with somebody before the kids come along, you, you have yeah. these to think about, but at the same time you have the ability to say, all right, you know, now I have, now I have somebody I can tag in and that's gotta be pretty cool too. So when, when you, when you, you know, you at 29, having had already achieved your dreams, you know, the wife was, was, uh, it wasn't a long shot, you know, there wasn't one of those, yeah. you shouldn't do it, you know, but um, yeah. like you're coming from a place where you're like, I've already done all this stuff, you know, it was all next for me. So, so it was a smart move uh, to, to get married. And to create a partner, um, to, to, to basically the two of you now, it's, it's the two of you against everything, which is really cool, which is what every yeah. should be as opposed to I'm getting married because I'm 22 and it's, it's the cool thing on television. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what happened after that? So did you have aspirations to be like in the front office? Did you want to stick with football? You know, what in your mind, uh, where did, where, where was, where, where was Randy at this point? Well, you know, I had basically never lost in my mind. I'd never lost anything in my, in my life. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, anything I'd put my work to or my, my discipline, whatever I chose to do, I always won. Always. Mm-hmm. Even when I lost, I won. That's what I will say. Right. But like anything I set my mind to, I achieved. So I never thought there was a single thing I couldn't do. Um, coming out of that, I had, you know, it was rough because I had the three surgeries in a year, but I'm also one that's humble that I, I, there's and no job out there I won't do. So I, you know, I went and I was selling jewelry in a, in a mall, um, and with one arm in a sling to the next arm in a sling to the, to hernia surgery. And it did, like, doesn't phase me at all like the guy that owns that place always thanks me for coming to work there because i was top in sales but you know it was like i didn't look at it any different than anything else but just uh, a stepping stone of learning something new along the way um i did uh what else did i do um just sales for condo resorts does anything that I could do, I did because I thought of it as learning. Nice. Um, and I thought the more that you know, like what you learn in football is if you think you can be specialized as, uh, you know, a single, okay, I'm just going to be this position and not know anything else, you probably won't survive. Mm-hmm. You have to know more than one skill right going into it once you get to the level where you you can be told okay this is where you fit then you're good but along that path like you need to learn how the offense works you need to learn all the different facets of the game or even like they say multi-sports go play soccer go play uh rugby go play whatever sport it is to diversify yourself so that you can use all those skills to be better at the one thing that you want to be good at. And that's, that's one of the greatest pieces of advice that you can give anybody in life. 
you know, no matter what you're doing, no matter what your job is, try it all. And yeah. as you say that, I could really picture you on the ball field, on the baseball field, just cracking that ball and knocking over the first baseman as you round the bases, you know? I suck at baseball. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I think I went to play softball one time and uh, it was slow pitch softball and I struck out. I think I've only gone once. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, shoulder surgery is fine. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's not for me. Can't do this. It's not working. It's not for me. But I've, it also angers me because I'm like, you know what? I'm the kind of guy that's going to go to the batting cage under after hours when no one knows until I go master that. There's, right? there's the thing. It's funny you bring that up. The batting cages are such, such therapeutic work. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm doing, uh, I'm in the process right now of, of doing the, um, basically getting myself back into shape as are you, we've talked about this. Yeah physically getting ourselves back into shape because, you know, everything comes in waves. Life comes in waves. You know, it's, if you're focusing so hard on, you know, the next steps and the next stages for yourself, a lot of that has to do with, you know, sort of getting lost in the mental moment and not really focusing on the physical moment. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that, you know, that's huge. That's huge. So what I was about to say with regards to the baseball is it's, it's practical, physical, practical physicality. In other words, daily motions. When you're at the gym and you're, and you're just lifting weights, you know, it's, it's not, it's not daily use. Like your body isn't doing this stuff daily. So this is, there's, there's a whole weight system and a whole thing that's really good for your body, your cardio and your muscles, which is daily use. Yeah. Like all the stuff that you would do, picking up groceries, you know, running over to grab the kids, all that sort of stuff. These are the things that you need to do in the workout. And there's, there's, da there's quote unquote daily use workouts that are really good for those muscles. You don't need to worry about your lats and your quads and your, I mean, you're not going to win any competitions. This isn't what we're doing, you know? So, but back to daily use, getting into the batting cages, it works out. It works out everything. You're doing a full swing through motion, which is so good for loosening up your, your mid to lower back, which is good for your, your shoulders and all that sort of stuff. And I too have gone through the, down the, the soul, the shoulder uh, surgery business yeah and it's ridiculous that rotator cuff when it decides to act up <laughs> oh it's <laughs> it pinches you can't do nothing yeah yeah and then it goes away and you're like well that was awkward and painful for a very long time exactly yeah um, but so, yeah so yeah um i i kind of dabbled in everything like when i come out of university i had my engineering degree but i came out of football a completely different person than I went in as. Um, I was not social to begin, and I came out and I was a socialite. So it transformed me into the fact that I did not want to be in a cubicle anymore. I, you know, sitting and drafting was not important to me anymore. I had to be surrounded or with people. I'd always been in a leadership role from like being in the cadets for six years as you know um that's what uh, drove me all the time and as a in the states when i was a i was a captain for two years that was my role i've always been in the role of helping others from the from the front so um that was just natural for me to say okay i'm not really interested in engineering anymore i'm not going to go sit there and draft and draw houses mm. so um I started, uh, I went to a golf tournament and I met up with uh, the guy that I was golfing with. And by the end of the day, he said, well, come be a manager at Superstore. So that was my first real big, you know, management job. I had about 30 employees there and then another 60 employees at Ikea. And 
so on. Um, but along this, I'd, I had my first major loss, which basically kind of crippled and helped me, you know, through life. Um, I think I told you about that when I, uh, I uh, started into Forex. Did I tell you that one? I'm not sure I got that uh, one down. Okay, so um, I, like I was saying, I, in my head, I never lost anything. So when this opportunity came to me, I took a course. And, of course, this is a, a Trump course oh, way good. back um, when I was coming out and working at the jewelry place. And um, trying to better myself at all times. And yeah. so I said, oh, I'm going to take this real estate course, learn how to do that. And through that, I met a lot of, you know, people networking. And one guy needed uh, help with um, accruing some money for a job. And I, I found, I had the right people and connections. So I found that for him in under two days, uh, you know, for an investment. And they turned around and made a good profit on their investment. They're like, who is this guy? And I'm like, well, I'm just here working at the jewelry store. So... They ended up flying me down to Texas and showing me their business. And I said, yeah, I can do this. Raise a million dollars to do a Forex job. Um, started a fund that this guy has been managing for now 13 years. And he's opening another leg of it to, um, for investors. And so I said, yeah, I can, I, I'll find a million dollars invest. And uh, I did that. And the gentleman ended up going to jail, stealing all our money. And that took my life completely askew from where I was thought because I, I finally had a loss. Huh. It was huge. <laughs> like, and like to this day, my wife has never given me gruffle about it because I never stopped working. Mm -hmm. I'm not the type of person to turtle up. I just keep going. And so that was, I was on the path to be working, you know, self, you know, employed kind of thing at that point. That's what I was looking for. But I, I jumped into the management because I had to do something. I just, I had to sell my house to pay my debt of 200 and something grand. Um, the first house that I put everything I ever you know, like I was responsible at the time, like the kind of guy that uh, saved a, his money. That's a funny statement. I was responsible at the time. My implications well, you know, right now are, what do you mean? If you think about it, when the guys that had come from the NFL came to the CFL, I just noticed them. They had zero money left. Yeah, I'm course. like, that's not going to be me. I'm like, I saved my money and bought a house. Yeah. And so I think I'm doing everything the right way. And I, you know, do this investment and uh lose my company and it turns everything upside down and now i'm kind of forcing myself to go into their nine to five job you know but i i'm not like i said i, I will take any job and keep doing it to the best of my ability and i excelled through that promotion 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 every three months probably until i had 60 employees till i started in you know, went from 40,000 to over to six figures in just regular day jobs with no, no previous, um, experience in any of them. Mm -hmm. And so I was on a great path, but I was working myself to the bone. Right. Like, and, and that was my last year of doing that was when I met you. 
Yeah, and you were at you. Where were you? Were at a, an overnight at this point, right? Yeah, I was. Uh, well, I was doing five years of. Uh, I was a steel worker, so mm-hmm. I was a foreman for a steel company. And there were sometimes that we had a uh, late night shift or whichever, but it wasn't as bad as uh, when I was at um, Ikea. I usually worked nights in the uh, superstore. I did, that was primarily nights that I did the night crew. But uh, yeah, I told myself like it was just about a year and about two months, you know, three months or something like go that I was like, I'm done. And um I've said I'm taking it for myself right now. And uh, that's where the journey began of a complete mind shift back to where I needed to be a decade ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that, that mindset or mind mindset shift, um, you know, as you talk about that and as you tell that story, there's a lot of people out there that can probably um, understand, uh, understand sort of that plight. Um, And and the neat thing is, you know, you talk about being, you know, an all pro, um, all-star uh, celebrity uh, athlete mm-hmm. and at no point did you mention in that story at no point did you mention using that clout to do anything with yeah. uh, and you probably more than likely could have you could have taken an easier route than you did take. oh i could have yeah and and the neat thing about that is you know a lot of people would say well why didn't he do that you know and and it, that that just goes to speak to you know definitely goes to speak to your character um the thing is, as an athlete, yeah, even though I'm not, uh, you know, going out to intentionally use it, my connections have still given me those opportunities. Because if it wasn't for me doing a, a golf tournament for the Eskimos at that time, I would have never met that store owner that hired me that day. Mm-hmm. So I'm using it indirectly, but I'm not going to farm myself out as that guy mm-hmm. just to get ahead if that makes sense. Well, we're, we're going to use it. I know that that's for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to use that. Uh, I mean, one of the, one of the great things and I'm going to, uh, actually I'll just jump in on it. Um, we're going to get to, we'll, we'll have to backtrack cause I do want to, now that we've talked about it, I mean, Randy is, Randy is launching his, uh, his own one-on-one coaching, his personal coaching, his group coaching, his, his connection of coaching. Uh, there's, you know, there's going to be a place where you can go and work with and talk to Randy and connect with Randy and, and see, you know, what does it take how do you how do you reach the pinnacle of who you are and then come back? He's got stories, stories for days. Um, so so we're gonna get into coaching. He's gonna talk about you know mindset shifts and, and growth and, and patterns and and it's it's gonna be a phenomenal thing. Like I said, we are gonna use that. It's gonna be the Edmonton Eskimos. It's gonna be Randy Spencer. It's gonna be seventy six in your face. <laughs> I got it. I got it right this time. Got it. <laughs> That's right. So I mean, these are these are huge. These are huge huge pluses. Um, and it's not it's not even gratuitous to use your 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 quote-unquote celebrity or your your athletic ability in this because there's going to be kids you know that are that are going to be able to come to you that that are in a situation that you've lived through physically lived through yeah uh, and 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 to help these kids i mean even even as it stands right now you're on the field you're back involved in football again you're on the field you're coaching a team and i believe so i mean it's this is one of those things where you know when you talk about coming full circle you have you have, you have, I don't want to say you've hit your stride because you haven't yet. No, I haven't. (laughs) You've come, you've come, it's more than full circle because you, like you needed, you needed that experience. Like you were talking about earlier, you had said, go out there and get good at all these other positions, get good at all this stuff, get good at all this, you know, all of those snafus and all those little things. I mean, 
it's easy for me to say, hey, you're going to be a good coach. I've been yeah. doing this myself since 2007. So when I say, oh, you're going to be a good coach, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of, you can blow smoke. You can, I mean, that's a thing, but I can assure you if nobody's listening to this podcast, <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. You <laughs> are going to be one of the best, one of the elite coaches, because the words that come out of your mouth are heart are pure. And mm-hmm. the intentions that come from your, from your being are again, just as pure. So there's no, there's no, am, am I going to get from Randy what I need to get as a, uh, as a potential coach for me? Because it's a mindset coach. You, you're going to be running people. You're going to be doing the mental drills. Like you've gone through this. You've done this. Yeah. <laughs> you've, done, you've done the failures. You, I lost a million bucks in a Forex deal. Who, how do you, you know, how do you live through that? And so many people are like, I don't know. People collapse. Collapse. Yeah. People collapse when they run out of money. You know what happens when you run out of money? You go make more money, you know. It's, exactly. It's not. It's, it's not the end of the world. And this whole illusion that money is like the whole purpose of what we're doing. Money's bullshit. It is. It's, uh, yeah. Money is money is a tail end, a tail end, and, a, and an intro into experience. You know, it's how you. It's typically how we validate what we're doing is finance. You know, uh, it's it's funny. Like all these people hate their jobs. Imagine oh. something you hate. I, I preached to, so I was working at a superstore and I had 30 employees there and we were overnight. And mm-hmm. some of these employees had been there for 15, 20 years. And I'd mirror, you know, I'm, I'm there, it's about a year and a half I've been working there. And they're always bitching about work, always, every single night, just this job, this job, this job. I'm like, listen, you guys are the most miserable, you know, SOBs. On the face of the planet right now, you're working the worst shift at night. I mean, you spend more time with the people that are here right now than you do with your own families. If you're not enjoying this, why are you here? Because I need the money. That's what they'll right? say. Right? I'm like, it, it's not worth that. Like, I told them, I was like, listen, if I don't want to do this at any point, I'm gone. Mm-hmm. And they, they did not believe me. Well, there's, and I was, <laughs> and that's it. And, but that's one of those things that people are like, I can't do it. So it's not only, it's not only are they, they feel that they're trapped in this, in this, this position, right? They forget the fact that they got that job and like, they're worth. Yeah. Yeah. They forget, they forget already that, that they went out and they acquired this job, which means they can go out and they, they can acquire another one. Yeah. They, they, again, they don't, they don't see themselves. They don't see their worth. They don't see, you know, they don't see all these things. And, and, and when we talk about finance, when we talk about money, when, you know, when you, if you want to do anything, we've had, I, I was watching this post on Gary Vee and Gary Vee, like, I thought he was a chump for so long. And, but lately, uh, you know, if you're listening to this Gary Vee and, and you probably are, because that's how big we are over here. Um, <laughs> but he comes he comes in he comes i shouldn't mock myself like that right that was another one too don't be self-deprecating because people are listening yes gary v is listening to this all right good enough yeah. um the the uh the funny thing <laughs> god i'm good the uh he says what now I'm, I've, I'm, I've i've gone completely off train of thought but he says uh oh shit what were we talking about money yeah wow 
I, my, I've been, I've been writing, producing and creating all morning. And this, this, this podcast was, is hilarious because I, I'm, I am definitely losing a little bit of my mind. So we were talking about money. We were talking about what people have the ability to do, you know, and you, and I'll, that Gary Vee thing will come back to me. I know it will. I'll just talk myself back into a full circle and we'll pull it right out. But <clears throat> when you forget or, or don't, you know, put the, put the, the, the onus on yourself, it's easy for you to, to point. It's easy for you to say, I can't get this job because I can't do this because, you know, and then you think I can't, I have to pay my rent. I have to pay this. I have to pay that. I have to pay my car bills. I have to, you know, I have to do all these things, you know, for the money that I'm making at this job. And nine out of the 10 times, you know, we sit, we sit in a position where like, you know, you can, you can downsize your house, you can pay less rent. You can, you can try a little bit harder to get a little bit more. Like there's this, there's this underlying tone of, of I'm not good enough. And that, that runs, um, that runs the gamut that pushes people. Oh, it's sickening to see people doubt their own self-worth. But that, that isn't a, uh, that's not an accident. That is, that is a, uh, a trait that's poured into the heads of people watching the news, for example. Yeah. And when you, when you watch TV, when you watch the media, when you watch this, that, and anything, everybody's watching like, I don't know, the real housewives of douchey Hills. And <laughs> you, you know, you're watching this and you're like, oh, I want to be them or I want this, or I, I want it to be easy. You know, none of that, nobody, nobody wants to earn it. Nobody wants to learn how to earn it. And that, that, you know, that's what's, that's what's really challenging people. Cause people are like, you know, uh, I've, for the sake, I, that Gary Vee thing is gone. I was gonna, I had something, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna trail back to to him because um, one of the things he said too, and this was not the original point, but I'm gonna act like it was because that's how smooth we are on the show. The he says, you know, if you're if you're bitching about money and if you're stressed about you know not having enough money to pay your bills to pay your this to pay your that, and you're doing it over a five dollar or six dollar cup of Starbucks, you know you're doing it wrong. You don't need to have a six dollar Starbucks in your hand and talk about being broke. You know, if you've got all the money, yeah. buy the $8 Starbucks, right? But pay attention to your funds, pay attention to your ability and live within your means, right? So when you live within your means and you, and you, instead of spending $16 a month on Netflix, you know, why don't you spend $16 a month on an audiobook? And why don't yeah. you learn a, a skill? And why don't you take that time that isn't nine to five and apply it to, creating something more. Why don't you turn off the television? Matter of fact, why don't you put a baseball bat through your television? Not you, Randy, because you're no good at baseball. You'll hurt your shoulder. No, I probably will. Exactly. <laughs> you, could, you, could, you could shoulder tackle the TV. That'd be fun. Yeah. The, uh, the, the whole purpose of this is, you know, we, when, we talk about, when we talk about not having the ability to attain or create what we want to create, it's because we aren't willing to let go of anything. And so many times this universe if you refuse to let go, this universe is going to rip it out from under you. And it, it could be the most painful, the most ridiculous experience you've ever had in your entire life. Um, and from every massive catastrophe, nine out of 10 times comes the greatest successes of your life. So as it stands right now, it sounds like your greatest catastrophe was the, the money. And the oh yeah, it was. So, and I'm happy for it that it happened. Now, imagine saying that. Imagine now. Randy now, uh, the 32-year-old 30, 30, Randy now, <laughs> yeah. imagine saying that. Imagine, imagine you. And this is, the, this is one of the greatest parts about coaching and helping people. Imagine you yourself right now were able to pick up the phone and you're able to call yourself moments after this whole ordeal took place. Oh, yeah. 
what, <laughs> what you could say to yourself, you know, and that, that's cool. You know, and it took you, when I say, again, I, I'm going to bring it back to you coming full circle. Like you come roundabout right back to where you needed. You come back to the path that you were supposed to be on, the path that you've yeah. always been on. You come back to that path now with a ton of new knowledge. You have leveled up. 10 years later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you've leveled up and, and prior yeah. to, you wouldn't have been ready, you know? And oh, you I have. wouldn't have been ready. And I'm, it was a blessing because like people don't understand, like if people think I'm crazy when I say things are a blessing, the, the worst things happen, they're a blessing. Mm-hmm. Like, Everything's <laughs> a blessing. It is. It's like, uh, when, when I lost, so I've had both my gray cup rings stolen, like, you know, and people, that's, that's- that's a, a story I actually don't want to gloss over. I, I, this is something that I, I wanted to touch on as well. Um, it was you and I had been, had been working steadily together for um, a couple of months at this point. Yeah. I remember saying to you at the time, I said, it, you know, don't, don't be mad. Like, don't be mad at it. And because I could imagine, you know, I remember you, it had been brought up and, and, and people in the group that we were also a part of were chatting about it. Yeah. And, you know, the buzz was around and you could see people just want to talk shit. They want to say stuff. They want to have opinions. But oh, I, remember, yeah. I remember saying to you, you know, I think verbatim, I said that the fact that they're gone gives you an opportunity to disassociate yourself with that entity and that essence of who you were, that part of your life. Exactly. Yeah. And what your response to that was, was phenomenal. You, you were in total agreement. You're like, this is how I feel about this. And you also live your life in a very nonviolent uh, manner of, you know, from yeah. the grid, from the gridiron to absolutely zero violence in your life. It's, it's an interesting thing, but those rings, now you can tell the story. Uh, obviously it's, it's a huge story because here, here's the, here it is audience. Uh, you, you work your whole life and at the end of it, you know, your whole playing career and you hope to uh, have a couple rings by the time it's all said and done. Uh, and, and, and then go ahead. Yeah. So, um, like I was on the way to a meeting and the meeting got canceled. And so I said, Oh, let me go get in some at the gym. And, uh, I headed to the gym and this gentleman was obviously in there before me, but I didn't know. And then as I walked into the, uh, change room, he followed me in. Um, he was sitting there dejected on the, on the seat. And I looked at him and said, Hey, what's wrong? Because that's my natural reaction is to, go out and help or see what's wrong with somebody so he said oh i lost my lock i forgot my lock i said well you can throw your stuff in with mine uh he said no it's okay um my wife my girl's on the way so i said well fine you know um i'm just you know i have a lock i'm gonna put my stuff in because i have to keep my stuff safe blah 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 uh and as i locked it nothing nothing kind of picked up on me but i went out um, and I was on the elliptical machine for maybe two minutes and started, things started to seem weird. For some reason, my hair was just standing up. I was like, uh, maybe I should go back and check. And this, at the same point, the gentleman was just leaving and I was like, where's he going? He's like, he shouldn't be waiting for this girl that's coming. And he walked out and by the time I got to the change room, all my things were gone, locks gone, everything. And I kind of ran out the door trying to see if after him. I thought I was crazy at the moment, but it was actually happening and he was gone. And within the day, um, because funny that week that that gym had just changed to HD cameras one week before. 
and they had crystal clear surveillance on him. Mm-hmm. Um, and by that night, about six or seven at night, I was on the news because Edmonton takes things seriously when it comes to their football players oh, yeah. or hockey. Um, it already gone viral online and they knew exactly who it was. And uh, yeah, it was all over the city. Yeah. So what, what, what's the outcome of that right now? What happened with this? So he got arrested um, for another break and entry with three other people in a neighboring little town um, and arrested. He got put away. He's in jail. He got, in, he got put in jail. Um, I went probably 10 times, half dozen to 10 times to uh, actually see him in, um, in uh, court. Um, eventually, during Grey Cup week in November, Last year, he pled guilty to actually selling the rings, so they're gone. Um, and the next step would be to take him civilly in court. Well, the buyer of your rings could return them. Um, I I wouldn't even think that they were they'd be intact anywhere right now. To be dead honest, I'm not even worried about those. No, it's interesting. I, no, I agree that for sure. Um, but yeah, that is that is interesting. Yeah. Um, I would assume that you don't have any intentions on pursuing him. Oh no, I'm, I've already. I actually filed a civil claim this week. Oh okay. So, so well, we what happens is the judge told me, well, he already pled guilty to it, so all you need to do is serve him and civilly, and he has to pay you back the worth the uh, worth of the rings, the whatever they're worth. Um, so it turns out worse for him. And like, they're asking me what, Oh, what do you want to put on there? Do you want to put all these things? I was like, I just put the rings. Cause I, I you know, there, he's going to have to pay way more than it cost me to return them basically to get them remade in Germany. Um, so yeah, that's the next path and they garnish his wages and uh, go from there. Well, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that's maybe that's a, you know, when we talk about everything sort of happening for a reason, you know, maybe this guy needed to, to, to tangle with somebody like you, you know? Yeah. He needed a real lesson. <laughs> yeah. And, and that, you know, that's, that's, that's huge. So when we, like, there's so many things that you can talk about. There's so many things that can, that can be said about, you know, why did I have to lose the rings? Why did he have to take the rings? Why did this have to happen? You know? And there's, all these statements that can be, oh, poor me, you know, but at the same time, there's all these pluses that can be said, oh, because of this, this then happened, then this then happened, you know, and because of this, this then happened, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, it, it is, it is fantastic. It, it is fantastic to, to really be able to put yourself on top and say, you know, this is, you know, this is because of all this, all this other stuff happened. And, I don't know if there's any one story for you, but you know, maybe there was a connection that you made and, or maybe that, you know, in the process you met or, or did something here, or maybe the whole thing was just a burden for you. And this was a lesson for him. And unfortunately you got involved in it. Um, oh, I, I, I believe for sure. To, because when I look at things like this, I always know that I've been given these things because not many others would be able to handle them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, that's just my thought process because I know 
Like everyone's like, oh, go out and find this guy and beat him up. I'm like, yeah. I don't care about that. Like, yeah. <laughs> what am I? What are you going to solve by going out and, and enacting violence on someone that's already in a bad spot? Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't make me feel any better to go beat up some guy that stole my rings. I, I swear it doesn't. It wouldn't. No. I wouldn't have no. any joy whatsoever in even punching the guy once. No, that's that's a mentality that that few hold. Um, it's not violence. Is it's? I mean, the, the the kid probably all he knew was violence, so it wouldn't be out of place. Like, what would shock him more is for you to stare him in the face and say, "Let's get you help." Yeah, you know, and that that's uh, hopefully that's what happened to him. Hopefully he did. You know, hopefully this did square him away. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's it, it. That's one hell of a story. You know, that's that's one hell of a. Uh, it speaks to your character. It speaks to your volume. It's good to know that you're gonna you know, get the rings back. Uh, and when I say back, I mean remade. Yeah, it'll be a while. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. But it'll be nice to get them back when I get them back. Because now I have a whole different, um, you know, love for them. Um, they they had a power over me to think that uh, without them on, like people respected me because I had them. Mm-hmm. And I could walk in, no joke of a lie, to any any office when I was working in ironworking um, and God honest truth that if the person there did not like our group or who we were, blah, 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 I could put those rings on and all of a sudden now we could get away with anything. He's like, Oh, you play football. I'm like, so you didn't respect me before you didn't know, but now you'll give me the world. So I always thought they were just magical in that power to transcend whatever ignorance that was in front of me well that no no that that's that's the lesson i mean that that has to be that has to be the lesson then you know and that what i mean by that is you know you you understood your value with them gone yeah uh, and you created there there was more there was more to you than just the rings and i remember exactly. i remember talking about that 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 hold yeah. like these things no longer have a hold on you and that chunk of your life, that portion of your life is now over. So when you get them back, yeah, they're going to come back. And yeah, they're going to be a thing. And yeah, you might even flash them at the Denny's for, for a stack of pancakes. You know? <laughs> yeah. But they aren't, they aren't what they used to be. And, and exactly. you're, you're much bigger than, than you used to be because of yeah. that transaction. Because of, again, the experience and all that sort of stuff. So when we talk about, when we talk about that, you know, the, the, the being on the field, getting married, running the gamut of jobs, losing a ton of cash, you know, uh, starting new, starting fresh, starting from scratch. That mentality that you carried through all of it, this is a powerhouse mentality that carries people through. And, and not only that, but there's a thirst inside you for more knowledge, for more understanding, for more comprehension, for more stuff. I mean, you're looking into Airbnbs, you're going to be doing yeah. kinds like this, this, this is going to be, it's going to be your Edmonton again, if you stay there. It's going to be, you know, you're going to, you're, there's going to be your name on all kinds of stuff, and it's, <laughs> but it's going to be a lot of fun because all of this is, is, you know, challenge number two, challenge number three. And the greatest yeah. thing about this is I've had conversations with people. I mean, excuse me, my youngest coaching client is, I think he's 28. Good kid. Yeah. Uh, my oldest coaching client is 68 and he went through something similar um, well, not something similar. Like, it, it, yeah, I guess something similar. He lost, you know, his investments didn't pan out. A few things went awry. He wasn't on top of things. And, you know, he's 65 years old and, and, and he's starting from scratch. 
And people think, you know, I, you know, what would I do at 65? You know, uh, how do I start over? Um, ironically, he's in the insurance industry. He's gone into, <laughs> gone into, yeah. selling, gone into selling insurance at 65 years old. He, he, uh, 65 years old, he started 68. Um, he's, he, you know, he's, he's sort of challenging himself and pushing himself a little bit more. Uh, and yes, I am giving a nod to you, Ted. So you're good to go. Um, <laughs> they, he's, he's killing it, you know, and, and there's, there's that thing, that thing that happens when we get stuck in, in a moment when you're, you know, you think to yourself, no matter how old you are, you think, how am I ever going to re- regroup from this? How am I ever going to grow or, or repair this or fix this? Or, you know, and we're stuck thinking about it with the experience that we have right now. And the funny thing is you and I, we've even had this mm-hmm. conversation before, you know, like if we lost absolutely everything, if, if we're down to our last nickel, it wouldn't be too hard to build back. It wouldn't. It, no, I'm, I'm not worried about it whatsoever. Thankfully I had support from my family too, but yeah. I still have the internal belief like that I can fight through anything. There's no job I wouldn't do to fight through it. And, but, and that's, that's a mentality that, that most need to have because so many people like yeah. we've talked about on this, in this show alone, so many people collapse, they crumble, they, they can't handle certain things. But the funny thing about that collapse, you can collapse all you want, right? But yeah, the collapse will come to an end. You know, you, <sighs> you either, you either collapse for like 10, 15 minutes and, and be done with it. Or like you binge watch a series on Netflix and then you get your shit together. Yeah. Or, you know, or, or, or you let it ruin the rest of your life. I also know on the flip side, I'm very well aware of some people who, who took a hit and never got back up. Yeah. You know? And, you know, when I hear the, the analogies, like you've heard it before, most likely, because you, you always hear everything before me. <laughs> but <laughs> Heard it, uh, got it, love it. There's, um, need it, trade it. If you're rich, right, no matter what, you're born with that mentality that you're always rich, mm-hmm. right? Same for poor to poor. But I think it also works for the same for mindset that you have to crash through even harder that, you know, because of football, why I, when I made it there, you got to see that it wasn't, um, like it was attainable for everybody. Like that stigma that it, you know, like people are like, oh, I could have. I was like, yeah, you could have done it. Anyone could do it. It was just the choice you didn't make. You and know? that that's huge. That's actually, I'm, I love that you brought that up because you're standing there. You know, you're the same kid that you know stood next to anybody at any age at any time. You made yeah. a choice. You're like, I decided I was going to do this. So step by step, piece by piece. You follow the steps, you, you answered the questions, you did what you were supposed to do, and you made it. And so yeah. now you're standing there, and you've just won the, the Grey Cup, and, and, and you're still just the same dude that exactly. 10 years ago decided he wanted to you know, step up his game. You know? and, and it's not about, oh, how did he get here? How did he do this or anything like that? It's like, it's, it's like, I'm here now. I just did this. So when you're talking to somebody else and they're like, I don't know how you did it. It's absolutely amazing. And you say, and like you said, you're like, oh, all you had to do was do it. Right? Yeah. That one piece of advice is the most powerful thing that I think the whole world, I think that one piece of advice sums up this whole cast. I want to just stop right now. But it's, <laughs> like, it's like, yeah. if you like, the only difference between having it and not having it is doing it. Is it? And when you're standing there and you've done it, 
and you and 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 from being in that shoes, guys, we're talking about a champion here. We're talking about a stand a great guy, Stanley Cup too. Why not? Great <laughs> Cup, the highest echelon of Canadian football. I mean, you're gonna have some haters go, oh, it's only Canadian football. You know, you're gonna have this, you're gonna have that, you're gonna have people say whatever they want, but you're gonna have some kid somewhere looking up to you going, I want that. And he's gonna do it. And and the, the funniest thing in the world is no matter what that is, it's not championship, it's not this, it's not that. No matter what that is, if you want it, do it. There's yeah, it, everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of knowledge and action. Yes, it. <coughs> Excuse me. No worries. But yeah, so I mean that, that, that's 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 huge. So so you know it, it's it's phenomenal to think that, you know, you can start your life over you right now. You've lived two lives. You know, you've lived, yeah. you've lived the life of, of the guy that wanted to play football as a kid uh, and grew up and played and won and has his rings championships. And, uh, and, and then you became a guy that lost the money and, and had to you know, be not a football player. Yeah. Had to do it the other way and you've done it and you're doing it. And your mentality towards all of this, you know, you're going to stand there one day uh, with, you know, more money than you lost in the first round, but you're going to stand there with, you know, five years from now, there's going to be some sort of empire, some other thing. And somebody's going to ask you a question, you know, how did you make it all back? I, you know, I wish I could have made it all back or I wish yeah. I could have done this or I wish I could have done that. And you're going to say the same thing. And all you had to do was do it. I'm just a person. I did it. You can exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think that's the greatest way to end this, this, this cast for sure, because that was, that was predominant. That was huge. Um, and I loved it and I loved having you on. And I think that, you know, your stories have been fantastic. I think that this is going to be a pretty high rated episode and I would, uh, I definitely want to have you back on. And when you launch your podcast, I want to come on. Yeah. <laughs> when I get so bold and that's it, all I got to do is do it. <laughs> exactly. And you've got a great voice for it. So you might as well, and you can get out there and you can talk to people. You can talk sports, you can talk championships, you can talk absolutely everything and you can talk for hours, you know? So when you're out there and when you're actually doing this and when you're doing this cast, you know, it's, it's something that you can tie in at the end of the day. If you want to do a 20 minute cast or an hour long cast, you know, you can, you can do it whenever you want. The funniest thing too is you and I sit here and this is, this is Saturday, Saturday afternoon that we're recording this. It's actually going to go live today. So Saturday yeah. afternoon that we're recording this at no point in your life or my life right now, is there a weekend? You know, it's irrelevant no. what day of the week it is. Yeah. That, that whole myth of working Monday to Friday, nine to five, like, like that's, that's a rut. You, that, that specific mentality has been keeping people a slave for so very long. Uh. It's so it's so miraculous when you get to a point where like you hear people say, "Oh, you know what are you doing for the long weekend?" I'm like, "What long weekend? I didn't even know there was a long weekend anymore. It's just every day is a day." What are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, yeah. And I'm not saying not to be smart to anybody on any like you know, it's just seriously when every day you're just living for every day instead mm -hmm. of these little periods of of success, like literal periods of vacation in between of life. Yeah. Every day is a vacation. Well, there's that, there's that, what's that saying? You know, build a life. You don't have to take a vacation from. Yeah. And that, that thing is so cliche. It's like, it's like hang in there, kitty or whatever the cat that's hanging from the line, hang in there, you know? Yeah. And, it, but it's so funny because it's absolutely true. I mean, why do yeah. I, I like the idea of, of going on vacation? Actually, we're going to talk about that in a quick second. I like the idea of going on vacation, but I'm not, 
when I'm on vacation, I'm thinking about the stuff that I want to get done, you know? And, and the neat thing is you can, you can check right out or you can stay in. It's just like vacation to me is now just a change of scenery. Like yeah, in Canada, ladies and gentlemen, we're rolling into Canada or rolling into winter soon. So it's time for us to you know, head south. Um, there's going to be some trips coming up. Speaking of trips coming up, your mm. current life right now has you selling insurance and yeah. you're protecting people that were, that are now in a situation that you were in. So, you know, you, you, as far as I know, if you want to talk about the insurance that you're doing right now, this is like some very, very helpful and useful insurance. Um, it's not one of those, uh, life insurance policies. You know, if you're a certain age, no. if you're that you're dealing with some niche insurance. Um, did you want to touch on that? Um, I can briefly touch. Yeah. You know, because our company has been around for a hundred years. Um, and we've been helping people in the rural areas. Like they've been knocking doors for this whole time. Uh, that's kind of how they established the states to, to come into Canada in 56. And what we're doing is kind of taking it to the next level and trying to penetrate a city because what we find is I could sit down with a hundred people and out of those hundred, 99 didn't know this existed. Mm-hmm. And they don't even know that you can get insurance that covers you for the day-to-day things that you go through that actually pays you. And like just it's, it's pharmaceutical relief for your, for your pockets because you're not, you know, if you're a parent and you have kids and now you can't work because little Billy goes to the hospital, well, who's going to pay you for that time? Yeah, right? that's, that's, you know, you, you've just lost 48 hours. Well, you can, you can now go and bang on the door of the insurance company. Yeah. And they're going to pay you because Billy went to the hospital and no other insurance does what we do. Um, I, I had three claims processed last week. Uh, one for a broken nose for a rugby player, one for a split lip with stitches, um, for a pipe fitter, like he had one of the pipes just slipped and hit him right in the lip. Um, and another one, which one was the last one? Uh, it was a broken, broken finger. No, broken yeah, hand um, for an iron worker. Um, but a lot of those guys, guys, a lot of those guys are insured too. Like they're covered through the job. The rugby player, maybe not. And that's what, I think that's what's neat too. So, the 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 iron workers they get their insurance but they also get this other insurance they get double yeah we're supplemental on top of anything else that you do have and if you're a giant jackass like sometimes both randy and i can be <laughs> if you hurt yourself you're you've insured yourself so you can be a little bit extra jackassy uh and and i remember you had said to me the other it was a couple months back now and when, when, when my shoulder was really acting up and i i had i had missed a deadline and you you said to me well who's gonna pay who's gonna pay for that you're yeah. you should be insured i'm like you know what i probably should be insured because i did just miss that deadline yeah but that that's true and so i mean if you're if you're a high risk if you're a push you know who can reach oh. out to you can anybody reach out to you in canada or is it localized or how does it work um well i'm in edmonton so i have to do the policies in edmonton okay um I, and we do have to have a license for each province. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually going to get my Ontario license because I'm coming to see uh, some people in Ontario, hopefully this Christmas, see my family and so on. So I help a bunch of people on there. But anybody in Edmonton or that travels to Edmonton can actually sit down with me. I can 
cover anyone in the in Canada, but they have to be in Edmonton right now for me to sign, write to them a paper, policy. To see it, to and see yeah, it. and it helps people. It's not attributed to just work. You're covered 24 7, 365, no matter what you're doing. Yeah, fall uh, off your roof, cleaning out the uh, cleaning. Yeah. We had a kid, we had a lady slip on a sock getting out of bed on a hardwood floor. And her claim, she paid $14 a month for her, for her insurance. And she had a claim for over 9600 Beautiful. And Beautiful. Because she got hospitalized. She split her knee. It's crazy. The things that you people think, oh, I never get hurt or sick. It'll never happen to me. It'll never happen. <laughs> oh, I can tell you hundreds of claims. Hundreds. And not to brag, but it's, it's crazy. Like people cutting themselves on recycling, uh, you know. And it's people are just like, oh, I'll just wrap it up and put a Band-Aid on it. Well, if you got stitches, that's a $1,000 claim. Well, what would you do with that $1,000 now that you can alleviate some stress in your life because of something that normal that just happened and that you didn't think you could cover? Well, I'm, I'm a male, you see, so I would probably just use a napkin and some duct tape regardless because that's what... Man, I know. We talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> but it also gives people the incentive to actually get the proper care so that there's a, something underlying is happening and you're not seeing a doctor because of it. A thousand percent. That that's huge. I mean, there's, there's a ton of stuff like, you know, systematically like one or two things goes wrong on you, but then you start thinking like, well, what if they're connected? Right. So, I mean, that peace of mind relieves a little bit of stress. And if your stress is a little bit relieved, man, you're going to live a little bit longer. So just for 14 bucks a month, cancel your Netflix, get insurance. You know, you're laughing. I, I think I've yeah. said your Netflix twice in this. I mean, I am really <laughs> television for sure. And I've got Netflix. So Netflix, if you're listening, which you probably are, cause that's how big we are. Uh, I have you. So, you know, um, it's just a thing. And, and you know, uh, I do accept advertisements. Uh, so you can pay me Netflix uh, to advertise for you. Uh, I'm just going to put that out there, but you're okay. So uh, anyone that wants to get in touch with Randy um, with regards to the, the insurance, if you're in the Edmonton area, absolutely. Uh, you can reply to this podcast. You can reach out to us, uh, info at Mental Mastery Alliance, Adam at Mental Mastery Alliance. Sorry, The Mental Mastery Alliance. Um, Randy Spencer's on Facebook. You can find him. You can Boss Benefits him. on Facebook. Boss Benefits on Facebook. Uh, he's Boss Benefits on Instagram. Uh, his website will be up and live soon. And when that goes live, uh, everybody listening will get uh, notified and pushed to it. Uh, Randy is, this isn't an ad for Randy. Randy's a very good friend of mine. Um, his story is, is, is a powerful one. And his story is something that you guys needed to hear. I felt, uh, anyhow, I'm not all conspiracies. You know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of talk. We could talk on some conspiracies, Randy. I don't know if you want to touch base on any of them, but they, this, this podcast is about overcoming adversity and it's about being aware that you can overcome adversity. And it's about challenging yourself and the information that you have, everything you think you believe has been taught to you, has been told to you. So when we go into the conspiracy talk and when we do all that sort of stuff, that is just a free train of thought to be open-minded towards certain things, to listen to things, to put things together, to piece things together. This podcast, this podcast is this one I did because I, I, I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted Randy, I wanted your story to be out there. You are one of the most impressive humans I know. Uh, and, and what you've done, how you've, how you've overcome it. The, 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 the amazing thing, like I started this podcast with, you know, how our lives have intertwined just so close for so yeah. long. 
and then, crazy. And then, boom, <laughs> yeah. And then boom, we hit, you know, head on in, in a random chat group while you're in a completely different province and, and we've connected through a multitude of different people and they brought us into one, one unity uh, unit. It's just, it's phenomenal. There's no, there's two ways about it. So no, Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to be pumping and promoting every guest like this, but I consider Randy family uh, and I'm honored to have him on the show. Thank you. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, so I think, I think Randy, unless you got something else to say, I think we're going to, we're going to tie it in today. No, uh, I look forward to the next one. This was awesome. Thanks yeah. for the time. We're definitely going to have you back. Um, and again, if you want to reach out to Randy before his site's up and before this, that, and the other thing, you can certainly reply to us again. He is boss benefits on uh, Facebook he is the boss father on Instagram. He is Randy Spencer on Facebook as well. Uh, mm-hmm. And you can reply to this. You can send me an email. You can reply to this. You can, you can hit us up, thementalmasteryalliance.com. We are there. We are everywhere. The blog is flying. Uh, business is business, and we are doing it well. So in the infamous words of Red Green, Keep your stick on that. Thank you for listening to today's Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag MMA and Mental Mastery Alliance. Want more motivation? Be sure to follow online on Instagram at Mental Mastery Alliance and on Facebook at Mental Mastery Alliance. And remember, your perception creates your reality. Make it a great day. You got it, Pontiac.